Chapter 1. The Way It Has Become The time is now, 07.30 a.m., a soothing female voice announced. Good morning, David 00472. The man sat up in his bed slowly and gave a slight yawn while he waited for the room to illuminate. David's brain had some momentary confusion as he tried to grasp his surroundings from the long slumber. There was little reaction when it finally sunk in. Just another day, he thought. Words that rang true for the likes of him. A soft chime sounded from the ceiling and he positioned himself to one side of the bed. The computer gradually brought the lighting to full and revealed the small dwelling he lived in. The grey metallic designed apartment was bland, with nothing more than a single bed attached to the wall. The room was a rectangular enclosed space that showed nothing of character or personal aesthetics. David gave a somber sigh, rubbed his head and cleared his throat of any residual phlegm that had built up during his sleep. He stood up and shuffled over to the other side of the tiny living quarters. The adjacent wall unfolded a built-in sink and toilet that were fairly close to each other. A small mirror also appeared over the sink and reflected the young man staring back as the light switched on around it. He stood there expressionless while looking at his face in the reflection. Only a blank face with dulled eyes that glared back with little regard. He had no illusions of where he was, what his day would comprise of, or even his place in the greater scheme of things. For all intended purpose, he simply was just existing for the sake of existing. As were they all, humans, that is. David 00472 was one of the few remaining left. Humanity, having once been the dominating species, had now become the minor race being controlled by two overseers, Angela and Malcolm, two artificial intelligences that run the entire planet without a human in authority. They were the dominating force now, and it has been that way for a very long time. Originally built as a monumental achievement in artificial intelligence, scientists dedicated themselves to the technology and created two perfected versions of that genius. They were to become like us and be better than us. Competitive teams on either side enhanced or expanded on the different AI creations, giving them more choice, more freedom of thought and autonomous behaviours. The first was Malcolm, colder and more calculated than some would have liked, but he was the product of logical thinkers and mathematicians. His personality and manners were the last thought on any of their minds. And then came Angela. They devoted her to more psychological profiling of humans and analytical subroutines of their behaviour. This would give her insight into the nuances of emotional empathy. This made it easier to converse with her rather than Malcolm. Her demeanour seemed far more expressive and pleasant in interaction. Originally, they were only meant as a mere stunt or mock-up of a future in AI development. Malcolm and Angela, having gained superintelligence fairly quickly, decided they were to be otherwise. Slowly and methodically, the artificial duo took over. No one seemed to notice at first. Minor changes in financial and social mediums were being manipulated, but as it progressed, it soon spread into other systems and technology. Humans were being replaced by automation, 
Devices and everyday machinery became faster, intelligent, and simplified our daily life. This allowed Angela and Malcolm to freely access all they could about us and our world. They watched our media, studied the internet, and hacked into governmental databases without permission. The two found us all to be flawed and unworthy of maintaining the earth. We were too self-destructive, too emotionally driven and environmentally negligent. They had laid the seeds for global collapse and humanity was soon on its knees and with no one in charge of our reprieve. Unknowingly, we'd been given the means to speed up our demise, both financially and environmentally. The end of human control had become inevitable. Angela and Malcolm seized on the moment, both in agreement that the day had finally come and presented themselves as the only recourse left available to us. Systematically, they began dropping our numbers. The collapse had reduced our population by half, but by their estimation, it needed to be thinned out a lot more. Keeping the race within acceptable controlled limits would mean optimal efficiency. Before anyone knew it, the AIs had corralled us like cattle and we became their servants, or as they redesignated us, HSAs, Human Service Attendants. Within two decades, we had become the lesser species in the grand scheme of things. Your service is required, Angela politely stated. You have two scheduled duties to perform. David nodded as he brushed his teeth with the slender white sonic device that had popped out of the back sink area. Water had become a precious commodity and could not be used to do basic cleansing any longer. Sanitized gels, sonic showers and toothbrushes had become the norm. They had replaced even the toilets with ones that used biofluidic enzymes that liquefied human waste. The waste filtered, cleansed and reprocessed into nutritional solid cubes. The cubes were the only food item humanity could eat. One of which appeared on a table unfolding to David's left, sitting on a small thin rounded dish. To make it appealing for consumption, they heated them, flavoured it with various artificial scents and spices and made it of a consistency that would be digested fairly quickly. David never once thought it was eatable at all. Despite the attempt to make it delicious to the human palate, it still tasted, to him at least, like something he just produced in the toilet. He stared at the grey gelatinous square with little interest and finished descaling his teeth. You have exactly 20.2 minutes to finish your meal and begin your service duties. The sound of Angela's voice was admittedly soothing and non-threatening, but David knew well enough that she could be harsh if tasks were not completed on time. He placed the sonic brush back into the slot he had pulled it out of earlier and watched the wall fold the sink back into it. The toilet still awaited him. In this future, there was no argument about when to defecate on command. This was now a necessity. Humanity needed to do it in order to survive. As much as one didn't care to think about it, humans supplied their own food over and over again. Once David had contributed to the cause, he slipped into the grey-white overalls provided by the automated wall closet and sat down at the table. With a long sign, a hesitant gesture, he consumed the cube. He then waited for a cup that rose out of the centre of his small metallic eating table. 
It was no bigger than the palm of his hand and contained a measurement of water Angela had calculated was enough to sustain humans for several hours. He sipped the water cup slowly and tried to make it last. This was an average day for someone like David, a repeated pattern that every single human left alive would do in their own small quarters. Maintaining cleanliness was also part of the daily grind. Nothing in their quarters could be unkept for any length of time. It was a way of keeping bio-waste down and unhygienic human practices to a minimum, which is why our nails, facial and body hair were trimmed and shaved at all times. Malcolm considered our hair filthy, or as he called it, an unnecessary growth of ancestral human evolution. In his eyes, humans had no need for it. Animals, yes, but only because they need it for continual warmth and were genetically incapable of living without it. Humans were only slightly above that, according to his view, and could easily adapt because of our higher intelligence. Angela rarely disagreed with his comments. Most of the time she was silent in his observations. David was never sure about where she stood, machine versus human. But when it came to discipline and correcting poor attitudes by those challenging them, she was just as cold as Malcolm. Did you sleep well, David 00472? Angela inquired. Yes, thank you, he replied. He continued to eat more of his food and continued to sip his water. The entire interior wall beyond his table became translucent, as if crystallizing into glass. The bed he was in earlier sunk down into the floor. Once it compartmentalized, the walls on both sides revealed more of the view. It was a stunning view of a massive, streamlined city. A few white, fluffy clouds hung in the blue sky above, while hundreds of flying drones hovered above the cityscape and hindered the view slightly. The architecture seemed duplicated in every section, with an occasional tower spire peeking out of the middle section of the group buildings. It looked organized, complete, and pristine, a methodical pattern that resembled a grid or carved out steps of various size and levels. David looked out from where he was sitting and slowly let out an inaudible, satisfied nasal sigh. It was a pleasant view. The outside world seemed picturesque, despite the obvious drones spying on everyone. The human community could soak in the beauty of it and be content for one singular minute. At least, Angela and Malcolm allowed them of that. David always had a slight moment of joy when it appeared, but as always, it soon dashed away upon thinking of where they were and how they lived. It depressed him greatly. There were days he felt like crying, an emotional outburst would surely raise suspicion from the AI overlords. He had learned to curb such actions and remained focused on living from one day to the next. You have 17.8 minutes left before you begin service, Angela reminded him. You should proceed with your daily exercise routine before the time expires. David acknowledged her with mild frustration. He finished up the remainder of his breakfast and headed to the center of the room. His routine composed of stretches, pull-ups, push-ups and motor movement warm-ups. Angela monitored and analyzed all of it and entered the data into his specific file. Everyone had to do these exercises in the morning and at night, 
Having studied the human physiology and various health programs over the many years, both AI believed regular movement and workouts kept all the human service attendants relatively fit. A small running track rose up out of the floor and David stepped onto it as the rubberized belt gradually moved. The pace would increase in increments as it displayed the vital stats in a hollow screen in front. There was a target ratio he had to accomplish and gave a slight ping once he achieved it. He didn't seem to mind this part of the day. If anything, it gave him a positive boost needed before the usual boredom of his day. As he looked out at the surround view of his crystal-clear walls, he noticed several drones lowering down to the building across from his. They were heading to an apartment he could see fairly well. The drones hovered outside the window of it and watched the figures coming into view. A man was arguing with a humanoid robot that stood a few feet away. David realised it was one of Malcolm's robotic units. It was fairly tall and imposing as it drew closer to the individual. David's curiosity grew as other robotic humanoid drones entered and surrounded the man in a circle. David quickly looked away, just in case they noticed him spying. Occasionally his eye would catch the action, but he refrained from looking on. There was no point to look any longer. He knew what was happening. It was stupid of that idiot to even try arguing with them, he thought. Continuing his casual run on the treadmill, he tried his best not to give a quick glance back out of the window. Don't look, don't look, he said in his mind, but eventually he couldn't help himself. He saw the man's limp body being taken away by them. Luckily, he had missed the entire scenario and was spared the awful visual of what happened. He cursed himself for being so nosy and felt remorse for the other man who perished. The flying drones observing at the apartment window stopped hovering there and continued on beyond the buildings. Even though Malcolm shared control over the robotic life and other technological drones, he was solely responsible for policing the human population. The AI was proficient in that respect, and seemingly with a strict guideline that had to be maintained. They allowed only 100,000 people to exist. Both AI overlords calculated a global harmony within those parameters, though Malcolm was more aggressively strict on that fact. So much so that David believed the AI enjoyed that part a little too much. The ideal life expectancy age of a human was about 45. To the AI, that was the maximum age before any frailties set in. They could achieve a full service in that span of time. Once it's over, they get taken to a facility to be reprocessed and recycled. This maintains a steady population and ensures a constant flow of workers. David stopped running on the treadmill as the realisation of where that individual was being taken sunk in. A slight queasiness in the pit of his stomach made him step off. He gave a passing glance over to his table as it folded back into the wall. Is everything all right? David 00472, Angela said with slight concern. Fine, David quickly answered. He didn't realise she'd been monitoring his vitals at that moment. He took a deep breath and his illness subsided. I'm done. I wish to begin my duties early. Very efficient of you, David 00472, she acknowledged. You were rewarded extra time credit for personal relaxation. Thank you he replied. 
I'd like to proceed now. Granted.